In this episode of the Legendary Life Podcast, we are going to answer listener questions on is creatine monohydrate a steroid? And what I think about TRX training, otherwise known as suspension training. And then I'm going to break down some common mistakes that people make in the gym. Before I get to that, though, I want to give a shout out to the person who left the review of the week. I haven't put up a review of the week in a while because uh, the content's just been cranking out. But this one comes to us from Mark Goblowski. And the title is solid, five stars. Ted brings an authenticity and depth to this podcast that you won't find in many shows. It would do you well to invest the time to listen to each episode. I'm newer to his podcast and I'm going back through each episode. Good thing because each episode is gold. How awesome is that? And Mark, really appreciate that. Appreciate being on your show. And Mark, Mark is part of the CEO strength group. He's already getting his workout on. He is already getting results, starting to get results because he just joined the second group, which will be launching this Monday. And now let's get to some listener questions because I've been doing my webinar training on three ways to change your health, body, and life, even if you're busy. And people have been reaching out to me with some questions. Today, I'm going to answer two that I think are, uh, are are important to answer. So the first one comes to us from Lewis. And Lewis says, hi, Ted, how are you? I've been trying to find the answer to this question for some time. And I don't know why I didn't think about you first, knowing how much experience and knowledge you have. I need to know if creatine has any type of steroids in it or will harm me in any way. I listened to one of your podcasts with a guest that you will have in the show and talk about this subject, but that was a long time ago. I usually don't lift weights. I just bike and run and I take it afterwards. Thanks for your time. Best regards, Lewis. And Lewis, thanks so much for the question and I, uh, I don't know how you came up on this idea that creatine monohydrate or creatine of any type, right? Because there's creatine malate, there's, cre there's a few different creatines. Creatine is not a steroid. And you probably, or you, you may think that because of what the media says sometimes. And I've read articles, in fact, us fitness people on Facebook, when the media says, oh, uh, I think it was, they were talking about Justin Bieber had been taking this steroid called creatine. So it's not surprising that you would think that, or, or perhaps be concerned about it because the media does such a poor job of reporting on science in general, but especially health. So let me clear things up for you. Creatine monohydrate is a naturally occurring amino acid that rapidly produces energy to support cellular function. It's one of the most well-researched supplements out there, and it's remarkably safe for most people. It has performance-enhancing effects for intense, short-duration exercises like strength training, it also has cognitive performance enhancing and neuroprotective properties and may also help your heart. However, it does not 
help with endurance activities like running, endurance sports like running and biking. So if you're taking creatine, hoping that it's going to boost your performance then don't take it for that because it's not. And, and if your performance in biking and running is very important to you, then don't take creatine. It's not a good supplement for endurance athletes. If you're lifting weights, it's a good supplement. If you're taking it for the cardioprotective, the neuroprotective, the cognitive enhancing uh, cognitive performance enhancing effects. Okay, so that's a good reason. And I, I love breaking this down because we get bombarded with messages about supplements. And if you're not in the business and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like a research, let's face it, I'm a geek, right? I'm a nerd. I sound like I'm a meathead, but I'm really a nerd. And if you're not into reading about all the details and trying to find the, trying to make the finer distinctions, then it gets super confusing. For me, it's a challenge. I love it. I love to find out, okay, well, well, what is the truth here? Cause that's what I'm after. What is the truth? What is the best knowledge that we know right now? What is the, uh, what is the best truth? Because I say the best truth, you think truth is absolute, but truth in science, sometimes it changes and sometimes it changes based on circumstances. So let, let me tell you a little bit more about creatine. Creatine is found naturally in our muscles and it's also found naturally in the muscles of animals. So pork, beef, fish. However, you can't get it naturally. And I talked about this in my episode, six best supplements for building muscle, sleep, and stress, right? So it's not something that you can get from your diet because cooking breaks down the creatine. And in a paper I found on creatine levels in diet sites, some studies that say creatine starts to degrade about 115 degrees Fahrenheit in fish and that baking meat causes 92% loss of available creatine due to the breakdown, right? That's why dietary creatine is not significant. And even if you didn't cook your food, you would probably have to eat quite a bit to get what you get from a supplement. And, and creatine is cheap. Just make sure you stick with good old German micronized creatine monohydrate because creatine monohydrate is only made in two places, Germany and China. Avoid any creatine from China because the issues with contaminants, the issues with uh, the quality control over there. No hate on China, but that's, you know, I have Chinese friends, but uh, that is the issue over there with manufacturing, right? They're just more lax on some standards than uh, other places like the US so or Germany for that matter. So shoot for five grams a day if you're looking to boost your strength. If you're a really big muscular guy, you may even bump it up to 10 grams a day. However, I do want to make a note about this. It's not if your goal is just to get huge, remember, uh, having too much weight on your body, whether it's fat or muscle, it's not a great thing. 
And uh, I'm going to dive into that more on a different episode uh, and when we talk about sleep and sleep apnea, because there are a lot of bodybuilders and strength athletes who have sleep apnea. They're not healthy, and it's because they've got a ton of weight on their body. And your heart doesn't know the difference between fat and muscle, okay? It's, uh, it's still a stress on your heart. It's also uh, a stress, a physical stress, weight on your body. So being too big, even with muscles, is not a good thing. And if that's your goal, you need to strongly consider the side effects of being a huge muscular beast because it is not that healthy, all right, so I hope that clears things up. And by the way, I recommend BioCreatine from Natural Stacks. They use German micronized creatine along with Himalayan sea, sea salt and fenugreek for improved absorption. Um, and also, you can try uh, creatine by BioTest. It's just German, uh, German micronized creatine, very cheap. And um, yeah, there you go. So those are some creatine options. I started taking creatine. I stopped taking it. I started taking it. I'll, I'll go through a period. I believe that you should stop and start taking it simply because, um, you know, I'm not sure science has worked all those issues out, but there's been a ton of studies and they've not found any harmful effects if you're a healthy person with no kidney issues. If you do have kidney issues, or if you think you may, or if you haven't been to the doctor in a while, go to your doctor, get a checkup before you start taking things. And by the way, no supplement. The first thing I tell people about supplements is no supplement will make up for good quality sleep, a good workout program, and solid nutrition. So that, that's another thing to keep in mind. And another question that I was asked is what do you think of suspension training? And this one was asked to me during one of the webinars, the three ways to change your health, body and life webinar that I've been doing, which if you go to legendarylifepodcast.com and you'll see the training right at the top, go ahead and sign up for it. You'll learn a ton. So what do I think about suspension training? And what she means by that, and that that, that was asked by Ellen and, uh, she is talking about TRX training. Have you seen TRX? It's the suspension. Suspension just means hanging. And what I have to say about that is the TRX is just a tool and, or the jungle gym, which is like, um, I don't want to say a rip off of TRX because I think the TRX actually ripped off the jungle gym. And by the way, if you are interested in purchasing a home uh, suspension training, tool, then check out the jungle gym because it is, uh, less expensive. And it was the first one on the market apparently. So what do I think about suspension training? I think it's okay. It's just a tool. All tools have pros and cons and a better question would have been to ask what are the pros and cons of suspension training versus what do, you, what do you think of suspension training, right? As a way to get in, in shape. And I'm not calling out Ellen for asking this question because she ended up joining the CEO strength coaching group and now she's gonna be on an awesome program. She will see results. But when you ask a question like that, it shows a fundal, fundamental misunderstanding of the way exercise works because exercise is based on principles. 
It doesn't have to do with the tool. You could use a barbell, a kettlebell, a club bell, body weight training, dumbbells. You can use suspension training as well. What I'd say the pros and cons are of suspension training. I, I am, I, I'll tell you what, I used to be really big into the TRX because it was a trend in the fitness industry. And, um, but now I've never been more unimpressed with it. I really like, because all the exercise, almost all the exercises you could do with the TRX, you can do without the TRX. You can do it with body weight training. However, if you want to change things up, it's fine. It's terrible for strength training though. Okay. There's some strength training exercises you can do. You can put your feet in it and do push-ups. That would be a more challenging way to, uh, to do a push-up. You could do what's called an atomic push-up, which is you do a push-up and bring your knees in. Sure. Uh, you can also do Bulgarian squats with your, your, uh, split squats with your foot in, uh, the TRX harness. So it's like a lunge, right? If you know what a Bulgarian split squat is, it's doing a lunge with your foot on the bench, but instead of putting it on a bench, which is actually probably a better idea, you can use it. You, you can, uh, put your foot in a TRX. I guess the benefit would be that the TRX is more adjustable. And if you use your bed, if you're, uh, you know, traveling in a hotel room, uh, that, that, that may be a bit high for most people. So it's adjustable, but I am unimpressed with the TRX right now. It, it, it can be good for some high intensity intervals, some interval training, but that's about it. Otherwise, again, don't stop focusing on tools, focus on methods. The exercises aren't as important as you think they exercises are what are, what, uh, decide what muscles you use. Like, okay, I do a deadlift. That means I'm holding on to the bar and I'm, uh, you know, so that's working my grip. It's working all the shoulder muscles that, that fire to hold my shoulders, uh, to, to stabilize my shoulders. It works your low back muscles, your rector spinae, works your glutes, it works your hamstrings. So that's what an exercise does. It determines which muscles and how many muscles work. Uh, because you could do a a back extension on a back extension bench and you could take out the upper body entirely. And it's, it's very similar to a deadlift, right? A straight leg deadlift. So uh, very similar, not, not exactly the same biomechanically speaking, but it, it works the same muscles in the same kind of way in that hip hinge pattern. So that's what exercises that do. They, they target the muscles. And they target, and it, you know, either targets less muscles, which if you're, you know, trying to focus on building your biceps, you would do a bicep curl and that would isolate your biceps more, although it won't isolate it uh, completely because that doesn't really exist in exercise too much, right? Uh, but that's what it is. So, so that's what exercises do. And there's certain pros and cons to certain tools. Like for example, a TRX would be a really poor strength training tool. Okay, well, what would be a good strength training tool? Well, a barbell. Why? Because a barbell, you can load up with weight. And you can do a bench press with it. You can do a deadlift with it. You could do a barbell squat with it. You could do a bent over row with it. You could do Olympic lifts like power cleans and snatches with it. And it's an effective and efficient way of lifting a lot of weight. 
Now you can do the same thing with dumbbells, but dumbbells are much harder to mess around with. Have you ever tried to do dumbbell presses with like 80 pound dumbbells or hundred pound dumbbells? Man, it's harder to get the, the things into position than to do the actual chest press. And dumbbell deadlifts can be a bit weird. I'm not saying they're bad, but it's just a less efficient way, right? Why? Because the dumbbells are less stable than the barbell. And that's an important thing that I want you to keep in mind. If your goal is to stimulate muscle and to build strength, then you need to focus on more stable tools like barbells, dumbbells, kettlebells, gymnastic rings, I think are superior to TRX. In fact, I trained my client over Skype the other day because he's traveling and I had him get, he has a TRX in his house because it's so trendy, right? Oh, you gotta have a TRX. And I had him get some gymnastic rings and we do rows with it because it's a fantastic exercise, especially to work your way up to doing a pull-up, for example. And I had him, he, he finally got the gymnastics rings. He finally set them up. And I asked him because, you, you know, you always tell people, hey, to do this thing, I recommend as a trainer. But you never know how they're going to react to it. And he's like, whoa, I feel my muscles much more. And the reason is... The grip is thicker, the grip is harder, and more stable pieces of equipment, more stable tools will transfer the force better, which means you're going to feel your muscles working harder, which means you're going to get better strength gains, better muscle gains. So that's something to keep in mind. And I want to tell you my found, like where I started with this. I, I was the guy who back in the early 2000s used to be doing all the functional training, all the balance training. I, I did uh, squats on the ball. I would do single leg squats on BOSU. I would do a bunch of exercises, kneeling on a ball or standing on one leg. I tried that. And I think there's a place for that type of training, but it's not in, if you want to build muscle, if you want to build strength, you must have stable pieces of equipment. So I hope that explains tools better. And I hope you make better decisions on which tools you use based on your goals because, uh, because it's important. So unless you have some sort of performance goal and you're doing that type of training, that functional, you know, standing on one leg or on the BOSU or whatever, uh, that, that, that's not the best way to train strength, muscle, or even fat loss. You'll get better results even if you want to lose fat because you're going to be working your muscles harder. Now, if you want to do rehabilitation or you're doing some sports-specific drill, that's when you use some of the instability training. That's when you get someone on one leg on a BOSU ball or you know, doing squats on a BOSU, if you want to help challenge their balance, if you want to help challenge them, uh, you know, give them a, where the goal isn't stimulating muscle, maybe it's improving their balance or, or their reaction time. That's when you want to use that type of training. So if that's not your goal, don't use that stuff. And if you want me to help you with your workouts, sign up for CEO Strength. Go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash coaching. 
I will help you. If you're not now, if you're, let me, let me just be clear about this. Cause I don't want everybody in CEO strength. And I really mean that if you're happy with what you're doing, if you're getting great results with what you're doing, let's say you're, you're like, Ted, I, I don't care about my looks or my results or anything like that. I want to enjoy my training. So I go to soul cycle or I go to Pilates or I go to, and there's nothing wrong with any of these methods. I go to Pilates or I go to, uh, you know, yoga, or that's what I do. Uh, or I go to, you know, I'm following one of these beach body P90X workouts at home because I just love Tony Horton's personality and I love how he challenge. Okay, cool. However, if you don't have a plan and if you want better results and you're not getting those results, if you are spending time Googling and listening to podcasts, listening to my podcast, trying to figure out the answer for yourself. If you are focusing on tools like, hey, should I be using a dumbbell or a TRX or what tool should I be using? If you're focusing on tools instead of principles, if, you're, if you don't understand that exercise is a skill and that you need to treat learning exercises just as you would treat learning a martial art or learning how to have a better golf swing or tennis swing, then I want, I want you to join CO strength. If you have workout ADD where you're like, Oh, well, I'm following this workout now because I found it on bodybuilding.com. And, um, yeah, so I did it for a week or a couple of weeks and yeah, but now I'm going to change it to something else because I don't think it's working anymore. If you got workout ADD because you're going on bodybuilding.com, Hey, I know there are a ton of free workouts out there. You don't think I know that? And they're worth every penny. Okay. They're worth every penny. If you are focusing on, if you're not focusing on performance, if you're not getting stronger, if you don't have a long-term plan and you want to get results, then I encourage you to join CEO strength. We got a next group. Uh, uh, our next group, group two is launching on Monday. You got a few days to jump in. You have two days as, uh, because it's Saturday today. We're launching on Monday. Get in. I mean, try it for a month. You can pay for just one month and try it out. You can try the workout. You can try the, uh, the meal plan. We have, and for workouts, I've got you. There's a home option. So if you want to do body weight training like I've been doing and get great results and get stronger, there's a home option. If you want to go to the gym and you want to do deadlifts and all the other exercises, take advantage of uh, all the equipment in the gym, I've got you covered. If you want to work out three days or four days, I've got you covered. If you want to work out two days, I guess I have you covered, but I'm going to try to push you to do three or four because I want your body to change. Um, if you are, if you need something that's a bit tighter on time, I can tell you how to change the program for you. If you have an exercise that I give you that you're like, Hey Ted, um, I don't either have the equipment for this or I have an injury and I know this particular exercise can aggravate my injury. It's a coaching program. It's not you, you buy a workout and follow it on your own. And we will have that option available soon, but this is a coaching program. I will help you work around your problems. I will help you with your solutions. I will make sure you get results. That's what a coaching program is.
That's what a coaching program's about. At least that's what my coaching program is about. And I want to tell you something else. They have, there's other coaching programs out there. Some of them are good. In fact, uh, there's one by Precision Nutrition. But guess what? You have to pay double what I'm charging. You have to sign up for a year, which I'll be doing eventually, but I'm on my way building up right now. So you got to sign up for a year and you don't deal with John Berardi, who is the main guy at Precision Nutrition. You don't deal with him. You deal with a coach that he hired. So a guy who's not nearly as good as him. And rightfully so. That's where he's at. And I've had two people who listen to this podcast drop out of their coaching group because they didn't feel like they were getting enough one-on-one time. Eric and Bart both told me they were really upset because the guys took forever to reach out to them. And by the time they did, they were over it. I'm not like that. I'm on, I'm on you. I'm trying to help you. So you can go sign up for another coaching program like that, or you can get in on the ground floor, get some serious coaching for me, some serious one-on-one time. Guys, I spend, I mean spend, I charge $150 an hour to train someone here in Miami beach. And I make them sign up for three, six or 12 months. You have the ability now to sign up for one month, three months, or six months. I will get rid of that one month option eventually, but I want to prove to you. I want you to, I want to prove to you that what I have works. So if you're on the fence, I want you to go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash coaching, sign up for a month, try it out. You've been listening to me. Maybe you just found me a week ago. Maybe you've been listening for years since I started and the podcast was another name. If you trust me, if you trust the information, if you tried the things that I've given you and you put them into your life and and they've worked, I want you to give me a chance. I want you to sign up because I want to help you transform your body. I want to help you get your health and fitness handled. So I'm going to leave it there. I hope you learned a lot from this episode and I will talk to you next week. Have an awesome weekend.